Hey guys, welcome to The Case in Nature. Today we have another special guest by the name of Joaquin Maciel who talks about the heat, what makes them different from last year's teams and the year before, and other things regarding the Miami Heat. Take a listen. Um, the difference between this team and, you know, the, pa- the past Heat teams, it, even even the bubble Heat teams, you know, um, well, the bubble Heat team, but uh, I think really what what's special about this team so far, the way I'm seeing is that everyone has a specific role. And this team is just super perfectly built. Like every player in that roster, first of all, this Heat roster is deep. It's very deep. And every single player in that roster has a function, has a role that they're willing to buy in. They buy into, we hear all all the time about the Heat culture, but they're buying into the culture. They're buying into the system. Uh, I think every single player in that roster is important. You know, from Jimmy Butler being the star uh, with, you know, Bam Adebayo being the rising star, same with with Tyler Hero, you know, uh, having that role that kind of Lou Williams role where he's a star off the, off the bench, where he just comes off the bench and simply is there to get buckets. Uh, to Cal Lowry, you know, being that playmaker and facilitator that, you know, the Heat haven't had since since probably Tim Hardaway, honestly. Um, you know, and that's no knock on our former point guards. Dragic is a Heat legend. Don't get me wrong, Dragic, you know, who knows? It, an argument can be made for his jersey being in the rafters. I'm def, definitely for his jersey being to, uh, in the rafters. You know, he gave the heat all, all that he had. Uh, you know, he was more of a scoring guard. Same with Kendrick Nunn. You know, you know um, Kyle Lowry is, is the playmaker that he needed for since, since Tim, Tim Hardaway left the team long, long ago. I don't necessarily remember the year, but um so Cal Lowry is just a perfect playmaker for this team and then you have PJ Tucker who's there to be the free and D guy that the Heat's been, he's been missing since Jay Crowder left um same with Marquise Morris he's there to have that same the, the same role that PJ Tucker has but on the bench Dwayne Dedman's there to rebound protect the paint um you know even guys that don't play as much like Max Strews uh who's there to, to shoot frees Gabe Vincent is there to, you know, give, give Cal Lowry some rest and do some playmaking. You know, every single player in that roster has a role, and they all buy into that, to that role. For sure, I agree. I mean, Tyler Hero is definitely a surprise for me this, uh, this season uh, and the fact that he's scoring, I think, the second leading score in on um, the team, according to ESPN, uh, behind our very own Jimmy Butler. Uh, and you brought up great points, for sure, of the role players like Marquise Morris. Um, you brought up, I'm not sure if you brought up Dwayne Dedman, a uh, new addition to the Heat roster. Uh, he seems to me like a guy that no one thought would contribute the way he has. He had 14 points last night uh, against the Nets. A great win for you guys, by the way. Uh, had 14 points, nine rebounds, and he's currently averaging seven and seven, which is okay for a bench guy. Um, what do you think of him? Is he going to be a consistent, you know, solid big man for you guys, or is just something that, you know, like a one-time wonder type of thing from Detman? Uh, I don't think he's a one-time wonder player because he was with the Heat last season too. And uh, at the end stretch of the season, you know, he he was a key player in the in the Miami Heat bench. 
I think really uh, his role is not the biggest. He's not a starter. He's not at the start of the team or anything. But for what he does, he's the perfect fit. You know, um, Bam Adebayo is only human. He can't play the entire 48 minutes. So having a good backup big who can defend the paint really well, who can rebound, and he and honestly play some offense. He, he had a jump offensively in the beginning of, uh, of the season. He he expanded his range to the mid range. He even shot a free in the in the Bucks game. Uh, I think really Dwayne Dedman, he he's a very good solid role player for us. He's a key addition to our bench. I think um, without Dwayne Dedman, the team would would take a huge hit on the rebounds. Although we are rebounding well, you know, Dwayne Dedman is a huge contributor to that. Uh, I watched most of uh, the Heat games with with my grandfather. We text during the games. We even call FaceTime sometimes. And I told my grandfather after we won the, this game, the, uh, last night's game, I said, we won this game solely because of our rebounding and our defense because – Offense could have been a little bit better. It was good. Don't get me wrong. It was pretty good, but it could have been better. Uh, but the Heat out-rebounded the Nets by, I think, 20 rebounds. And I think the Heat had um, – I, I read a stat earlier this morning. I think the Heat had 60 or 70% of the offensive rebounds in that game. And Dwayne Dedman was a huge contributor to that. So if Dwayne Dedman can keep, you know – getting us rebounds and protecting the pain, then I think this Miami Heat bench is going to be really good. For sure, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, honestly, um, it was a big win last night, like I said, for the Nets. I mean, for you guys against the Nets, my apologies. Um, when you hold the, uh, the Nets to under 100 points, that's always impressive considering the stars they have, like Kevin Durant, James Harden, who has been struggling as of late. But nonetheless, it is the Nets. Uh, for sure. Uh, and we're going to transition to the MVP race. I know it's early in the year. Um, players are still trying to get used uh, to this 82 game season again. Uh, but if there's anyone on this team that can make a run for the MVP award, is it Butler? Is it Hero? Is it Adebayo? Who would it be and why? I would say Jimmy Butler right now. Um, although uh, he is getting a little bit up there with age. I mean, numbers wise I get not numbers wise what I meant to say is like although he, he's getting older he's not he's not regressing actually the opposite I think he's progress progressing as a player he's playing uh, better basketball you know it, it seems like every year ever since he got to the heat he's having a career year a year that's better than his last year uh, except for last year's playoffs but that's a different story uh, I think offensively he took a jump you know, he, he even expanded his range a little bit. You know, he's more comfortable shooting some more outside shots, some shots uh, further from the rim. Uh, the defensively, he's only been getting better. I, If I'm not mistaken, I think Jimmy Butler has a steal in every game we played so far. I could be wrong, but I think he does. And, you know, Jimmy Butler, although his, his, name, his nickname is G, Jimmy G Buckets, the G is for Gets. Um, he, he's one of the best defenders in the league. Um, I think if we're talking MVP overall and, you know, all around player has to go to Jimmy Butler. He's the clear leader of this team. 
Uh, he's the engine of this team. You know, without Butler, this Miami team, Miami Heat team wouldn't be the same. Uh, without Butler, this Miami Heat team is not a contender. But Jimmy Butler instantly makes us a contender. Um, now, if we're talking defensive player for the uh, for the Miami Heat, who's the biggest defensive anchor, that has to go to Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo can guard any position one to five. One to five. He, you know, he can either stop or contain the best players in uh, in the league. You know, we've seen with how he con- contains Giannis. How when he was switched on to Kevin Durant, how he contained Kevin Durant uh, last night. And really, there were points last season, too, where, you know, Coach Postra would switch Bam Adebayo with, you know, players that are a lot smaller and a lot quicker than him, like Stephen Curry, for example. I got you. I got you. Okay. And honestly, I'm a big fan of Bam. Uh, He's definitely a defensive anchor uh, at the center position for sure. Uh, I thought he was a bit undersized at first, but hey, I guess size doesn't matter when it comes to him uh, able to out-rebound guys like, for example, Gobert or... DeAndre Ayton, for example, just naming a few guys uh, that are big men. You brought up Jimmy Butler averaging a steal per game is actually so far three steals per game. And that's pretty impressive for a guy like that's if he can keep it up, uh, that has to be defensive player of the year worth, uh, worthy along with his teammate uh, at a pile. Uh, moving on, uh, you said this team is it's deep. The whole team is deep uh, from the first guy off the bench to the last guy off the bench for sure, along with the five starters. But if there's one position or one thing that this team can improve on from what you've seen, what would that be and why? Playmaking, play, backup playmaking. You know, Kyle Lowry has been great. Uh, you know, playmaking has been something that the Miami Heat has struggled ever since I started watching them, honestly. Even, even in the big free years, the, the Miami Heat had their playmaking struggles. Don't get me wrong. LeBron's a great playmaker. But when LeBron was out, was out of the game, when LeBron and D-Wade were out of the game, um, although I love Mario Chalmers, you know, and I have some respect from Norris Cole, they couldn't do uh, much playmaking. Uh, this this key team, you know, is the same thing. Kyle Lowry is clearly the playmaker of the team. He he's a great facilitator. You you know, if you watched the game last night, you saw the lobs uh, he threw to Bam Adebayo. How he set up, you know, players like Duncan Robinson and PJ Tucker. You know, how he facilitated plays for Jimmy Butler. But, you know, when he's when he's on the bench, you know, the Heat's playmaking, they they take a toll, which takes a toll, toll on the on the Heat's leads, you know, on the scoreboard. Um, I think really playmaking, backup playmaking is an issue. Now, I do think it's gonna get better when Victor Oladipo comes back. Hence why this is this is why I'm always on and off when people ask me when Oladipo comes back, should he start? Should he uh, should he uh, have a role on the bench? Uh, that really depends on what role Spolster wants to give him because uh, he could ha- he could see Victor Oladipo in two ways, right? So if Victor Oladipo starts, we could make an all defensive pit bull lineup, like I like to say, you know, every player guards super aggressively because Victor Oladipo is a really aggressive defender. Um, so if, if we want Oladipo to, to be a def- uh, defender more than anything, I'd say start him. Um, but, you know, if we want Oladipo for his playmaking, then put him on the bench. And I think that would be a great role for him 
And that would also, you know, both roles would help the Heat a lot out a lot. But having Victor Oladipo as a playmaker off the bench, uh, it facilitates a lot because, you know, when Kyle Lowry's out of the game, our main play playmakers are either Gabe Vincent and Tyler Hero. Although Tyler Hero is a phenomenal player, he's a phenomenal scorer. You know, his playmaking, you know, it, it has its good signs. It has its bad signs. It still needs a little bit of improvement for him to be a consistent playmaker, which that's not a problem because really that's not his game, right? Tyler Hero is in the, the NBA to be a scorer, not a playmaker. Um, Gabe Vincent, you know, he can play make from here to there, but he's also very inconsistent. So really backup playmaking is, if there is a poison for this Miami Heat team, it's definitely, it's definitely that. Sure. Okay. Uh, you brought up Tyler Hero. And as I mentioned earlier in the, uh, in our interview right now, uh, he surprised a lot of people, including myself. And if we go towards the fantasy route, um, I was the guy that drafted Tyler Hero, as you know, and everyone else in our league knows. Uh, and I was like, oh, man, I got, I got to trade him. Uh, but you were the guy who told me, hey, calm down. He's going to do good. Don't sleep on Tyler Hero. I'm like, okay. I was in Joaquin. And out, oh my gosh, outstanding play from him so far. Uh, Lee, he's second on the team in scoring. His rebounding has improved dramatically uh, for sure. But in your opinion, with guys like Lowry and Robinson, of course, he's still making an impact. But so what has changed, say, from this season compared to last season when it comes to Tyler Hero? I think there's various factors. First of all, um, I guess the hype, like, believe it or not, I think the hype dying down on Tyler Hero was one of the best things that could have happened to his career uh, uh, at this point, because really, you know, there's a, this famous saying in the NBA, the sophomore slump, right? After a rookie has a great year, people expect them to be, a, you know, a damn near all-star uh, level player in their second year, which is not the case for many players. And I think that hype really got into him because Tyler here is really a person who is, you know, always connected to social media. He's very involved with the media. You can see by his lifestyle. Um, and one other thing that most importantly, I think made, made the difference um, on his game. And this is why I told you like not to trade him in fantasy. Uh, it's his role, you know, a lot less pressure than he had last year because he was so good in the bubble that Spolstra was trusting him with the starting point guard spot, which one is not his typical position. Tyler here is a better shooting guard. He's a scoring guard. Uh, and Two, you know, th there's a lot of pressure in their second year, you know, uh, handling the offense for a team that literally just went to the finals the year prior. That's a lot of pressure. You know, his, his new role with the Miami Heat has not, not that many pr uh, pressure. It just allows Tyler Hero to be Tyler Hero. It allows him to play his game and be himself, you know, come, come off the bench and just get buckets, which was his role in the season where we went to the finals in 2019, 2020, his role was to come off the bench, get buckets, you know, and make a spark for the heat, which that's what, that's Tyler Hero's game. That's what he did. That's what he did, you know, his rookie year. That's what he's doing this year. That's what he did in Kentucky. That's what he did in high school. So that's really his game. And the last point I'm going to bring out about uh, him taking a jump is also life, you know, I think outside uh, outside of basketball, people people forget that you know 
at the end of the day, all of these players are human. You know, they have their lives outside of basketball. And Tyler Hero, you know, he's been last year, he was dealing with a lot of stuff with life. You know, obviously COVID hit all of us and, you know, it affected him. Um, But also, you know, his girlfriend was pregnant. Um, You know, Tyler Hero became a dad. And, you know, as silly as people hearing this might might think I'm saying, you know, uh, it really takes a toll on you mentally because, you know, when uh, when you're in the NBA, you have to do a lot of traveling. And when you're not also when you're not traveling, you know, you you have to work a lot because you have practices, you have you have interviews, you have uh, shoot arounds, uh, you have film, you have treatments, all of that. So, you know, him balancing his life as an NBA player and balancing, you know, helping out his pregnant girlfriend is definitely stressful, you know, and sometimes his mind maybe wasn't on basketball. And I think that now that his daughter was born and once again, congratulations to Tyler and Katya, but um, now that once the daughter was born, you know, and she's beautiful, healthy baby, uh, he can now have he has more time to focus on basketball and his invest his free time into putting in that extra work. For sure. I mean, congrats to uh, him and Kata, like you mentioned as well. Um, but you're right. Mentally, it does take a toll uh, to be an NBA player and then travel a lot and also, you know, be there for your daughter uh, when she's born and also after that as well. Uh, so shout out to him. Uh, definitely much respect to him and to play the way he has. Um, like I said, second on the team in scoring and his rebounding is something that stands out to me. Uh, I love it from him, and I hope he continues to succeed, to succeed, not just for himself, but for my fantasy team because I have him on my roster. So and with that defense, being said... And his defense also improved a lot. You know, that's true. He was, a, he was a liability on defense uh, last season, and so far this season, he he has some he, he has had some tough defensive assignments. He even uh, guarded for a little bit Kevin Durant and James Harden in last night's game. Uh, although he didn't do the best job, you know, he did a solid job. All right, I just want to shout out Joaquim. Thank you so much for stepping on to the show. I appreciate you. Hope to see you on the show soon. Thank you guys for listening to the Case and Nate show. And look out for more content coming out on Spotify. And also catch us on Fridays, every Friday, I should say, on the ColorCast app from 7 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you, guys. Have a great night.